We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Does my physical mental fit? My physical does my mental fitness. Coffee time. You are on with Ammo Can Coffee and the conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. This is Jason Floyd, and I'm coming to you from the Soldatna Sports Wreck and Trade Show. We are down here right in the thick of it all, so you can hear everybody around us, and we're going to be broadcasting, actually recording and, and publishing every day here at the sports show. We're going to be talking. There's lots of politicians for some reason, uh, but rather than talk to politicians, I want to talk to uh, Jeanette and Clayton Phillips first, uh, some local folks that have a bent for conservatism. But uh, before we get into anything real, 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 uh, uh, you know, boring. We're going to ask Jeanette to do us a service. Jeanette, would you mind opening? You know, it feels like kind of like this—the beginning of summer, right? Absolutely. And uh, and and what better way to start summer than like a ball game? So, yeah. if you would like to start us off with the uh, with the uh, national anthem, that would be awesome. I can try my best. Thank you, Jason. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming Supremely awesome, and and in honor of that, I'm going to take a big long slurp of some woke coke. (laughs) You know, even though it's woke coke, there's nothing like the taste of a coke. Uh, But you know, I'm trying to wean myself off of woke things. I just uh, uh, I was watching a Disney Plus uh, show. I know, I know, big gasp. I was watching it with my daughter. Right, the Marvel Universe. 
And we got about three episodes into a, a series called Immortals, which is kind of a, a neat premise, you know, is that that uh, the Greek gods were actually, you know, these these uh, superhuman, you know, superhero kind of guys. But about like episode three or four, they ruined it for me. You know, because one of the one of the uh, one of these Greek gods had wandered off and gotten into a, a homosexual marriage. Oh, and it was like, I'm seriously. I mean, I was gonna let my boys watch this, my my young children, and we've heard a lot about mm. Disney and wokeness, right. and they're getting spanked hard by Ron DeSantis yes, right they now. Are. But yes, they uh, are. but I told my daughter, I said, I will never watch a Disney movie again, and we turned it off right there. So, mm -hmm. so we we are we are uh, waiting with bated breath for a, a conservative platform. I know there's a couple out there. We're looking at those, but um, you know we're here today, and uh, I wanted to throw a shout out for your business here because this is really what it's all about is is people becoming aware of our local businesses. And uh, you have a company called Alaska Ready Constructors. Yes, sir. Now, let me tell you, uh, when I got snowed in this uh, winter, uh, you know, Clayton drove over in probably the baddest looking, you know, snowplow truck I've ever seen. You know, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it in style. Absolutely. You know, so he had that, uh, it was rolling the Dodge Power Wagon and, uh, and a, a massive v, v nose plow. Snow dog. And, uh, and he got us plowed out right quick. So check them out. Alaska Ready Constructors. Uh, good phone number for them is 907-314-3738. And uh, or you can visit them on the web at wearealaskaready.com or three seven three seven. Right, and and they are licensed <laughs> and bonded and insured. So and insured. So, um, but that's not why you guys uh, came out today. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. It is the political season, and and you guys have gotten politically active. Uh, something special coming up. What's going on? Well. We have uh, a Kelly Chewbacca event coming up here real soon, and uh, it's going to be on June 9th, and it's going to be from 3 to 7. We're going to have a car, bike, and truck show, and uh, it's going to be great, great things here. We're going to have lots of prizes. We're going to have uh, door, door prizes. We're going to have uh, uh, kid activities. So... Now that now that's that's happening here in Soldana, correct? It is. So it's where where is that happening? At the All American Training Center. And and isn't that apropos All American? All American. We we, we, we love Kelly Shibaka. Uh, there has to be a balance in the force, and uh, the evil empire of the Murkowski uh, cabal <laughs> must come to an end. Yes. And, uh, and Kelly Kelly I know is is putting a good good foot forward for all of us. Uh, she's been. And uh, she's been kind enough to, to come by and actually record some things in the coffee shop and meet with us. And yes. um, so I'm hoping actually to see somebody from her campaign. I know you guys are working closely with with her yes. campaign folks. We are. But uh, it'd be awesome if she if she bounced through here if we were able to talk to her. That would be cool. But uh, so everybody um, think about uh, coming down to the sports center this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and publish tonight. Tonight is the early reveal. 
feel. Uh, they've got, uh, I had a, I have myself a chili dog and uh, uh, this, this, this Coca-Cola. And um, uh, there is a ton of people here. I think people have, I, I have not seen a single person with a mask. No, not not even a single person. No, they, they are obviously Yay. terrified. Terrified people, all socially distancing. What would you say the average distance is for people uh, in this building from each other? Oh my goodness. Is that before you're hugging each other or after? I think it's, it's Packed down. Packed in like sardines, I, I I'd say. I think it's down to, uh, down to, to inches mm -hmm. uh, in some cases I so, so. so uh, we're looking forward to seeing people down here there are, like I said there are politicians everywhere um, you had uh, something to add Janet yes so the name of the event is cruising with Kelly and a few other things our keynote speaker obviously obviously will be US Senate for Alaska candidate Kelly Chewbacca food trucks beer and wine garden door prizes outcry auction and activities for your children and if I'm not mistaken, our social calendar has opened wide up, and yes. we are probably going to be on site. Yes. Absolutely, so, Emma can um, coffee, and we might be able to bring this uh, this remote podcasting spider down there. If you haven't seen this, uh, our podcasting studio—it's a labor of love and a little bit delicate <laughs> to bounce down the road, but. Uh, Come by and visit us here at Soldatna Sports Center and have a good time. You know, what was really cool was earlier today I was outside when the fishing game released all the rainbow trout oh, into the cool. kiddie pool. Oh, beautiful. So there's a massive number of rainbows down there. Bring the kids down. There's a lot to do, a lot to see. It's time to recreate, and this is a place to get your recreation on. So Super excited here. We're going to go ahead and sign off now, and uh, we'll pick up again when we we uh, pick up another uh, person to interview. Uh, you know, uh, we are right next to the Christopher Kirka and Paul Huper for Governor and Lieutenant Governor Booth. Marilyn Huper is here. I'm told that uh, that uh, Christopher will be here on Sunday. Uh, we may see Paul tomorrow. He uh, he went and got himself an abscess tooth, and so he's he's getting that Yuck. taken care of today. Oh, no. But uh, you know, heart. that's that's no fun. But Marilyn's a trooper. She drove up from uh, from Homer. For those of you do, who don't remember, mm -hmm. uh, the Hupers are uh, just some awesome <laughs> folks that own a small seaside uh, establishment called the Homer Inn and Spa. And uh, they are incredibly famous because yes. because they have all kinds of stars coming and literally breaking down the door to get in. Yes, I saw the sign on the door. Compliments of the FBI. Yeah, yeah the FBI, the the uh, the Capitol Police. Uh, you know, they, they all came and were, were terribly interested in this uh, this quiet couple from Homer. And uh, and weren't very very uh, they they weren't very polite when when they <laughs> when they entered the residence and you know it was all a big mis misunderstanding as they might say or just some really slipshod police work but uh, you know it lit a fire under their saddle and they are going blazing towards uh, towards uh, the highest seat they can attain here locally to make sure that this experience does not happen to other folks. Uh, kitty corner from me, we also see Charlie Pierce for governor. That's Hi, the mayor. Charlie. Charlie's over there and uh, he just got back from sunny Mexico, was showing me some pictures of yachts and things and uh, he's he got a... He looks pretty tan. He, he looks very tan, but uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to talk to him. Tan. We also saw Nick Begich in the house. Uh, if you don't know Nick Begich, he's the, apparently 
apparently the one conservative in the baggage clan, and uh, he's running for uh, which seat now? Uh, Congressman Congress. Youngs. Congressman Youngs. In, in yes. a very narrow field of about 48 candidates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's running against Santa Claus. Right, right. Actually, Santa Claus dropped out. Oh, oh I heard, he did. I, I heard he dropped oh, out. Oh, on mm. it. Yeah, rotten. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've got yeah. uh, a whole bunch of, it is political season, uh, the political season. We've got uh, some folks from the other side of the aisle as well down here. And uh, we just encourage you to come down, ask hard questions, and challenge the folks who have voted in ways that maybe you don't appreciate. Or ask them why they haven't voted in the ways that they said they would. This is a, a, an opportunity, and we welcome you to Soldatna. Come out. It's sunny. It it's is. Sunny it's beautiful today. outside. It's beautiful out there. I think it probably hit about 60 today. And uh, my daughter was complaining. She was like, I don't sweat. I'm sweating. This is gross. <laughs> so, anyway. I get the feeling. All right, folks. Well, you uh, have a great show. We Maybe we'll talk to you again later yeah. on. Um, and uh, and then we'll sign off for now and sign back in in the next episode. Thank have you. a good evening, folks. Sayonara. Okay, and welcome back to the Ammo Can Coffee Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. And we are broadcasting from the uh, Soldatna Sports Complex uh, at the 2002 Sportsman Show. 2022. 2022, yes, yes. It's uh, It's been a rather long day with setup and everything. But uh, as I said in our last segment, we would be interviewing folks throughout the day. And right now I have... Uh, Christine Hutchison, and she is a local uh, conservative uh, person in the know and uh, activist and has uh, taken on numerous different leadership roles over the years. Christine, welcome to the Hour of Power. How are you doing today? Very well, Jason. Thank you for asking me. So I saw you had a booth set up over here uh, about four four stalls from the right from us. Can you tell us a little bit about your booth and what you're, what you're hoping to accomplish this week? This is the Convention of States booth, and what this is, is a national project to bring a national convention into being for the purposes of a, proposing amendments to the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution. Those amendments will include and limited only to term limits, fiscal responsibility, and ending overreach of the federal government through the Commerce Clause. So tell us a little bit about the overreach of federal government as it relates to the Commerce Clause. Well, one of those overreaches is the fact that the Constitution limits federal land ownership to three, three kinds of land. Army base, military bases, munition storage, and post offices. That is the limit of federal property ownership. Well, in Alaska, they must have some very aggressive plans for the building of many, many new post offices. Yes, or munition storage. Munition or storage, yes. Military installations. Yes, yeah. Because uh, we're all that. <laughs> Well, so, so how has the reception been today so far? Uh, we've had like 40 applications uh, filled out, and we've been at it about an hour and a half. That's it's tremendous, just, yeah. Not I, quite two hours. My mind has been blown. that There were people lined up when they opened the doors, clear out into the Sports Center parking lot. Um, it, it, was, it was amazing to see all the people turned out today. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of on politician row here. Uh, yes, we've we got are. a number of folks, uh, both Republican and Dan Democrat. 
Democrat and uh, some independents. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, I'm sure that they would be more than happy to tell you if you come down uh, to the, the sports show. Um, so how can people get involved if they are concerned with the state of the state and want to do more? Uh, because I'm a big advocate for people doing more, but how the heck do you do that? Well, one of the things people should know is this project passed in the state of Alaska in 2014. As the result of several senators learning about it, they came back to Juneau, they pushed it right through, and in three months it was passed. It, it passed its anniversary is April 19th, 2014, and I had a person today talk to me about helping. Uh, you can go to conventionofstates.com and sign the petition and on that petition there's a check mark where it says I would love I would be willing to help volunteer somebody asked me well if I were to do that what would I do you could do a number of things as part of that you can do what I'm doing here talk to people and that's the most important thing is talk to people about this project or I mean, there's just too much to mention. If you like to do computer work, there's computer work to be done. There's writing to be done. If you want to write a little blurb following a template for the Internet, you could do that. The options are just too many to limit, you know, just to itemize them. Or even have a conversation with your neighbor who knows nothing about it, right? Exactly. I and mean, I can ask all the people in this stadium, and the majority of them will say they've never heard anything about it because there was no grassroots movement when the resolution was passed in 2014. Well, there must be a lot of fertilizer going around because I'm looking at the grassroots and they are absolutely bursting with life. Exactly. It's, it's interesting to see how the last two years of tyranny in our state and across the country have uh, just, I don't know, it's like a big strong slap in the face for a bunch of people that have been asleep. You know, and, um, and and it's kind of heartwarming. It's kind of too bad that that's what it takes to get people out of their seats. But we got to start somewhere. This is an opportunity to start right here. Um, they folks can come down to your booth, and uh, I'm sure you have some yep. information Lots for them. Lots of flyers and Lots details flyers. and QR codes and stuff like right. that. Now you do some other things in the community. Tell us a little about a uh, little bit about your your meetings that you hold at at our competitor across town uh, at Dry Bones. Dry Bones by the way, for those who have not heard, is an awesome shop in Kenai. Uh, when they opened, they actually came to me and sat down and said, how can we do this? And so I told them what we did, and they went over there, and they made their own sort of expression of what they were looking to do. And it's, it's very actually kind of similar to what we, we've done, except I think they're more of a ministry and, um, and a nonprofit where we're a for-profit company. But let's talk about what you do at Dry Bones every hey, week. I, did, I didn't know that, that they were kind of a nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, I was recently re-elected as the region rep for the state Republican Party. And what that does is educate and train the grassroots in each precinct. And so what I do on Tuesday is educate precinct leaders about everything. We talk about um, upcoming con elections. We talk about upcoming, uh, you know, the convention issue coming up in November. We talk about ranked choice voting. We talk about having little groups on your in your precinct periodically. Everything having to do with the grassroots. And I've met, we meet on Tuesdays, 11.30 to 1, every Tuesday in June. It will be two years I've been there every 
every Tuesday. You know, it's awesome to hear about that because, uh, you know, uh, I've heard of some other groups like yours. Uh, there's there's the School of Government. Oh, up in Wasilla. Uh, up in Wasilla. That that's, that's, I've heard, been very, very successful. Uh, we have our own group that meets at AmmoCan, the, the AK, uh, Liberty Action AK yeah, group. Yeah, the Saturday group um, that can't get away during they, the week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the point here is that uh, the grassroots are active, and, and, and there are lots and lots of opportunities if you just are open-minded and willing to look. And, you know, a lot of this becomes a, a, a kind of a social network, a, an expression of people actually meeting together, not online necessarily, but but face-to-face -face and having yes, real exactly. relationships exactly. and learning about the things that are important to uh, their friends and neighbors, especially at this precinct level. You know, when I first got involved with the with the Republican Party, the precincts basically were an antiquated idea that nobody was promoting. And, and really, I mean, that is the most grassroots level that you can get involved in. It's just talking to your friends and neighbors yes. in your neighborhood, right? Yes, exactly. The people you should know anyway. Right. So, so there's power in the precincts, and uh, if you're not if you're not talking to your neighbors, then you've probably got some bigger problems. Yeah, yeah, that's you know. exactly right. I mean, there's so many opportunities to talk to your neighbors. Ask them what they know about ranked choice voting and how you can bring them information, and how you can help them get to the polls to vote. Now, I have to ask you. Uh, I just received my ballots in the mail for the congressional special election to replace uh, the late Congressman Don Young. Correct. How many did you get? Did you get more? We got three. Just, you got three? Are there uh, three folks, voters yes, in your household? Yes. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, well, we're good there. I, I'm kind of doing a poll asking oh, yeah. people. We only got two, which is refreshing. I was worried that I was going to get, you know, four or five or ten or but whatever. But how about the guy I went to see over on whatever street off K Beach when he told me I live here and these three people registered to vote in the state of Alaska have not lived here since before 2018. And he got all their ballots? Well, I have to go back and ask Okay, him. all right, yeah. So that's another important thing that you can do. You know, uh, election integrity actually relies a lot on the grassroots. Yeah. Both reporting on their own personal experiences, but also when they hear a story about somebody who's maybe received more ballots than they should, actually being an encouragement to them to report that to the appropriate authorities or or to the media just to, to raise awareness of it because, you know, when the 2020 election happened and yep. there was all kinds of fraud, you know, a lot of people signed affidavits came coming out and saying, look, here's all this fraud. And initially the states just ignored it. The courts ignored it. But they're not ignoring it now. It's, it's coming. It's, it's, it's actually percolating finally to the top. That's a gift we've gotten from uh, the resident in the White House that this stuff has come to the surface. And that is truly the silver lining to that election is those people have got to not stop. Now, I don't know if Jason knows this, but I'm considered one of the highest functioning crazy people in the community uh, because I, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so this is part of it. I've had people go door to door checking on anomalies. Now, after last night, they're going to go back 
and get statements from that per- property owner that those people don't live here. Oh, I was amazed. It's, it's awesome. They're going to awesome. go back. Now, I, I will have to warn you that if you meet Christine, she she has an intense personality. Um, if, if you weren't at the last meeting, she'll be sure to remind you that you were not at the last meeting. Where were you? How dare you miss the meeting? Because it is your responsibility to be at the meeting. And she means that in all true love and, and honest kindness. Well, but, if you don't uh, want to be at the meeting, we'll just find someone who needs to be at the meeting, who wants right. to be at the that's meeting. That's right. This is not a spectator sport, as we've said many times, folks. And so we encourage you to step up, step out, speak out, speak often, and uh, just, uh, you know, come by, talk to these politicians. You know, Mike Dunleavy walked by just a, a couple minutes ago and was looking at folks. I just talked to a gentleman who said, that Dunleavy said, hey, who are you voting for for governor? And he said, well, why should I vote for you? And Dunleavy just sort of stared at him blankly and didn't give him a response. And I had to really stuff down my inner uh, antagonist uh, when he walked by and kind of smiled in my direction because I wanted to say, you shouldn't smile. You shredded the Constitution. And while you were doing that, you threatened small business owners like us and put us into ruin, financial ruin, telling our families they were not essential and uh, telling us we could not travel to Anchorage unless we had special government papers. And Was that right? I yeah, traveled to yeah. Anchorage every week. Well, you were breaking the law, Christine. <laughs> well, I kind of thought that I might be, but I yeah, wasn't leaving. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I was kind of staying in my circle. Yeah, yeah well... Uh, you know, there was at one point uh, there was there was some hefty fines that were attached to a thirty, I think it was thirty-three page OSHA addendum that the state sent out to all business owners like myself that said if you were found to be in violation of any of these when they did a check, if there was a, a report that somebody got COVID through contact tracing and it was probably at your establishment, that if they came and they found that you had infractions, that you could be, I think it was like two thousand dollars in infraction. Don't quote me on that. I remember it was draconian. It was terrifying tyranny it was it was tyranny but then they went a step further and 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 this is interesting if you go on the alaska state webpage now and look at all the health mandates during covid you can search up all of them except for health mandate 16. what is that well it's a broken link now health man Health Mandate 16 was the health mandate that the governor signed off on that said that that uh, if somebody got sick in your establishment, that uh, they could fine you up to, I think it was $500,000 and charge you with a misdemeanor. And that if somebody died as a result of being exposed to COVID in your establishment, that you could be imprisoned for up to a year and fined up $1.5 million. You're kidding, that was actually there? Well. It's a broken link now. Yeah. It's a very unpopular document, but, but when I say that the governor shredded the Constitution, that's what he did. Oh, and by the way, when his emergency powers were up, rather than going back to the legislature calling a special session to have them extended, he just assumed he could carry on. You can't do that. And the legislature did not reconvene, and so he carried on without legislative mandate. And so he exercised, quote-unquote, emergency powers for like six months without any emergency authorization. So if you want to, and you are down here, and I'm not going to publish a podcast for today until tonight, but uh, if you come down here and you happen to bump into the good governor, you might ask him uh, uh, what he thinks about the Constitution. And when he says he's a conservative and he loves that document, you could ask him why he shredded it.
So my personal 25 cents on it, you know, because of inflation, right? It used to be, you know, <laughs> 10 cents. My 10, 10 cents. cents. But, but I, I, actually, I think we're up to like a buck 50 now. Oh, but no doubt. So anyway, well, thank you, Christine, for joining sure. us. And what's a good way for people to get involved or connect with you? Well, I'm always there on Tuesday, except for a couple of weeks in June, I'm going to be away. But I'm there every Tuesday at 1130 at Dry Bones. Dry Bones and Kenai behind the Visitor Center yeah. on the Spur Highway yep, or just every, off in the old Napa building. Or you can call me anytime if you have questions about what, what we're doing. Okay, well, this is going to go over the World Wide Web. Do you want to do you want to publish your number on the World Nobody Wide Web? Nobody calls me. <laughs> you, you call me, Jason, so I see if my phone's working? I, I'll text you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm there every Tuesday. I don't know how that really works. Works, but I'm always there. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thank you for your time, Christine. Uh-huh. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and sign up for a half a second here, <laughs> and we are going to uh, invite uh, my good friend Wendy from down the road. Um, Wendy, why don't you go ahead and step up here to the mic and uh, uh, grab those headphones and put them over your ears. Now, Wendy and I have a special relationship. We, we both started our businesses relatively close to each other and uh, both in timing and in location. We started in the uh, in the Peninsula Center Mall next to Sportsman's Warehouse and um, uh, I had Ammo Can Coffee and Wendy yes. had Bell Shows. Yes. So Wendy, uh, Wendy is now actually in the same strip mall that Ammo Can Coffee is. I saw Wendy walking by earlier and I said, oh Wendy, Wendy, you gotta come back. And, and Wendy's kind of shy but she has impeccable taste in uh, apparel and re- some really cool gift ideas and things. Um, when I shop for my wife, I shop at Bell Shows. And so, Wendy, can you tell us a little bit about your, sh- your store? I mean, um, what, what, I guess, what would be your number one best-selling item in the store? Oh, kind of very difficult to say, but... Go ahead. Kind of very go. difficult to say, but probably... Uh, apparel has definitely taken off in the number one direction, and, and so I've definitely concentrated on that, um, and definitely um, jewelry, um, small gift items. Now, I, I bought my wife a, a beautiful, it was sort of a, it was a strange item, it was kind of like, like a scarf shawl combination. It was it was very very soft, and she wears it frequently. I so. don't even remember that one. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so Wendy, you've had a chance to walk around in the show here, and I asked you, I put you on assignment. I asked you what your favorite booth was at the show. Uh, were you able to to give it serious consideration and deep thought? Between the chili dog and the... uh... (laughs) You know, there are so many booths here. Um, I had to stop at um, the macaroon booth and buy some macaroons. to get some for Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're not the you're not the first person to talk about the macaroon booth. So, um, you know, folks, when you come down to the show, there are a lot of vendors. Um, but don't forget your small town business owners who have stuck it through COVID and uh, are still open every day, like Bell shows on the Sterling Highway. Now, what 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 shop is directly on either side of you? I am right in between AT and T and. 
UPS. Okay, so I mean, you couldn't ask for a better location with anchor stores than to be between smack between AT&T and UPS. So, right. so if you have any difficulty finding Bell shows, then you're not looking hard enough. Um, we're right across from the Best Western Hotel in uh, sunny Soldotna. It's a beautiful day today. I think this is officially the first day of real summer. It felt warm today. Yes, and I have to say, you could smell the the barbecues outside here. <laughs> I was going to say the macaroons. <laughs> no, it smells like summer outside right, here. Right. Well, thank you for stopping by the show and um, check out Bell Shows. Come down and check out the, the sports uh, and rec trade show and uh, support a local business. Support your local real estate uh, professionals. They're the ones that put this show on. And um, we look forward to uh, seeing you at Bell Shows the next time you're in Soldotna. Thank All right, you. folks. Yep. Have a great day, Wendy. Uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off until we have our next folks online. And we'll be publishing this on all of our usual platforms. If you enjoy the show, please uh, remember us with some cash on the uh, Patreon funding platform. You can find that in Podbean, where we publish our podcast. We also push that out to Spotify, and we push that out to uh, iHeartRadio. It's on Facebook and on our website at AmmoCanCoffee.Ninja. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you've probably already figured some of this out, but uh, share it with a friend, like it, and then please support the folks that uh, are uh, providing great services and products for you. And we'll uh, sign in and check out with check check in with you guys here again real shortly okay and welcome back to the ammo can coffee social club uh, conservative hour of power and enlightenment salon and I am here with Larissa Nodder Larissa is the wife of our uh, illustrator friend Jason Nodder who recently received his master's degree in illustration if you like uh, bomber Betty our mascot uh, uh, Air woman who is uh, sitting uh, alongside a large bomb with a very, very large coffee. Um, that was the handiwork of Jason Notter. But you know, they say that behind every great man is a even greater woman, and Larissa is one of those great women and a vendor here at the show today. And um, she was walking by, and I snagged her. So, Larissa, welcome to the show. Can you tell us uh, tell us a little bit about your booth today? Thank you so much. That was a great introduction. So. So my business is Alaska Herbal Solutions and I am selling products that I make out of ingredients that grow in Alaska. Today I am so excited to finally announce and release my Tea Alaska Winter. I am selling for people to try it out and tell me how it works. I am selling it at cost. It is all organic and it was blended by sipping streams up in, in Fairbanks. And yeah, so that's I formulate. A, that's huge. Yes. That's huge. So some of the ingredients are actually from Alaska, but the premise of Alaska Herbal Solutions is that everything that I use in my products has to either grow natively or easily in Alaska because I want to show the world that Alaska has everything we need to thrive. So you get the uh, you get the uh, the Alaska grown. I'm getting handed stickers. This is awesome. Hey Don, we're gonna have to talk in a minute. I'll have you on the show. I'll have you on the show in a minute. 
Okay. All right. So uh, we. It's I'm, the I'm, made in the Alaska yeah, that I get. People are chucking stuff at me, so. <laughs> Uh, sometimes, right sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes you you, you got to duck and cover. Um, but uh, anyway, so sipping streams. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. They've got, you know, we we used to get all of our tea mm -hmm. from Summit Spice and Tea in Anchorage. Mm -hmm. But I went in there and they were so woke. I told them, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. I walked in and it was well after people had taken the masks off, but they were literally like terrified that I walked in the store without a mask. I was there just to pick up an order and they treated me very poorly. And mm -hmm. I said, I will never buy another commercial leaf from you again. Mm -hmm. But Sipping Streams was referred to us. We got a bunch of their products as samples. It was awesome. I'm pretty sure I was the one who referred them to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should get something for that. So we'll have to figure that out off the air. But um, so uh, are you running any specials for the show? Yes, today only I am giving out a cup of the tea, which is normally $3. I'm giving that out for free. Of course, you can taste it before you try a full 8-ounce cup. And then I am having my previous prices. I recently changed my formula from olive oil to for my carrier oil for all of my balms to hemp seed oil because olives do not grow that easily in Alaska, but hemp does. So, I wonder if anybody's tried that in a high tunnel yet. Olives? <laughs> my parents grew peaches, believe it or oh, not. Okay. They harvested 300 peaches last year. Wow. In a high tunnel in okay. Alaska. Alaska grown peaches. I, I've heard of the lemons. Like there's some greenhouse up in Anchorage that does lemons. So. Yeah. I think you'd have to be a super genius to horticulturalist to get, get olive trees to produce in Alaska. Yes. But, I think so. Hemp, so. Hemp, hemp is, uh, well, it's everywhere apparently. Uh, we see uh, all kinds of stores selling hemp products mm -hmm. and um, so, so tell us a little bit about hemp oil. What, what makes hemp oil, aside from easier to grow in Alaska, what, what are the values of hemp oil? So I'm specifically using hemp seed oil. Is unfo okay. So unfortunately, you don't get any of the CBD. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> well, I also sell CBD that okay. I don't make by a company called Green Compass. I'm not selling that today because I'm specifically an Alaskan-made person today. That's, that's the booth that I bought. But uh, hemp seed oil is actually very good for your skin and your hair. You can use it to moisturize your hair. Okay. But it, it's also a really good way to extract the medicinal properties. That was what I was looking for. That's why I started off with olive oil because it does really well to extract the medicinal properties of the herbs that I use. Now, with the hemp seed oil, have you have you experienced or had any clients experience a, a positive benefit from it for like Let's say seasonal dryness or or even something more chronic like eczema um, have you seen any kind of benefit with that with your your balms and stuff I have not because I recently made the switch so I okay. ran out of all of my products that were made with olive oil I'm like okay I mean I slowly slowly um, started switching it but it kind of came all together at the same time so yeah. I have not heard any feedback from that yet well, supply chain's probably a little bit easier, too, with, I would imagine, the hemp seed versus trying to get olives in this strange post-COVID world with uh, high dollars of transportation, and you got to bring it from the Middle East or wherever it's growing. And That's true. Um, I was honestly just getting my olive oil from three years. Um, but, so I do have to actually 
um, get it from out of state because nobody that I found so far sells hemp seed oil but hey if you're in Alaska and you sell hemp seed oil hit me up because I would love to buy from you all right awesome well I with that I you know I am like I have become a, a networking machine at the coffee shop so I would tell you you need to go talk to Blair Martin over at the Diamond M Ranch in RV Park because I know that he has a very keen interest in the many values and properties of the hemp plant. And uh, he was in my shop the other day and we started a lively conversation. We couldn't end because we ran out of time. But uh, he is building the most tremendous greenhouse over there off I've KB. Seen it. You know, the windstorm just blew the top off and off. And uh, he said, I'm glad I have a contractor who has a contract because that wasn't me screwing up the plastic but uh, but he is uh, he is a, a definitely a entrepreneurial and enterprising gentleman who would probably be a good connection for you so good luck at the show thanks for stopping by and thank you. Uh, everybody thank you very much um, we are now being joined by Don Hendrickson and Don's cool cat man he's uh, aside from a, a, an impressive red beard that would make any Scotsman proud um, he he is uh, he's got a rally car a rally car ladies and gentlemen in Kenai Alaska it is all stickered up it's got uh, what looks like a carbon fiber hood or at least some stickers that make it look carbon fiber <laughs> and uh, uh, he is the uh, owner and operator of Oji San's garage or Oji San garage old man I guess is what Oji San means uh, in Japanese but uh, that's about the breadth and depth of what I remember of Japanese from high school so Don welcome on to the show. You wear many hats, my friend. When we first met each other, I think you were on the committee. I don't think you were president yet, but you were on the committee for the Friends of the NRA. And uh, later you became the illustrious uh, and unfortunate uh, benefactor of the title of president. That's a hard job. <laughs> so tell us about your newest endeavor. Uh, let me turn your mic on. That'll be more effective. Uh, go ahead. Is um, the chairman for the Kenai Peninsula Racing Lions Rally Division. Okay, so the Rally Division. Now, is this a new division, or has it been around for a while? Or tell us more about about the Racing Lions and, and this particular event. Okay, the the Rally Division is uh, absolutely brand new to the Kenai Peninsula Racing Lions uh, here on the Kenai Peninsula. And uh, actually, what we're doing is the first of its kind in the state of Alaska. So, so we'll be the first location. That's correct. Uh, you know, for years, uh, even back in the '70s, you probably might recall the Fur Rondi was uh, sports compact racing right. uh, back in the '70s, and then it progressed on to the SECA. Uh, of Alaska, uh, it, and they mainly run out at Tanner Cross, and uh, it's all uh, asphalt, generally you know, around cones or, or whatever they have for barriers. And uh, but what we're doing is completely on dirt track. We've uh, come up with a 
course on the track, so it's technical driving on a dirt course, uh, just like rallycross is, is supposed to be. And uh, uh, so what we kind of do is we cross that bridge from SCCA-style rallycross to what is now being extremely popular in, in, in the, uh, the country with Nitro Rallycross, which was started with Travis Pastrana uh, in, in Subaru of America in uh, Vermont sports cars. So, so, so if I understand, this is kind of like, this is kind of like uh, we got imports that are souped up Typically imports or just small cars? Uh, well, typically small cars, but right, also right. most most famously with import cars okay. like Subarus. And and, and, uh, and and we're adding a little bit of Southern Dukes of Hazard to it. That's correct. So a lot of yeehaws, drifting sideways in the dirt, that's spraying right. pine cones, rocks, and boulders. <laughs> yeah, As that's pretty C.W. McCall would say, pine cones, rocks, and boulders. Um, well, it's exciting to see the entrepreneurial spirit of uh, the Kenai Peninsula and the, its residents. And uh, I know, Don, that you have put your hand to the plow and done lots of uh, charitable work in the past. Now, tell us a little bit about what the Racing Lions is all about, because this is connected. Yes, Lions Club is traditionally all about uh, community involvement. It's a very faith-based and, uh, and they really pride themselves on uh, getting into the community, doing things that the community is generally interested in. It's not like they're trying to force any kind of message or anything like that. They just want organizations to present their product to uh, the community in a way that everybody gets uh, to benefit from the, 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 the opportunity to do whatever it is that that interest is. You know, uh, I had an opportunity to meet uh, another lion. She was uh, a president of one of the Lions Clubs. I don't think the Racing Lions, but there's there's different Lions Clubs in the community. And her club, the, I think she was in the Kenai Lions, um, just the straight, not the Racing Lions Club. Right. And uh, their big deal was raising money for eyeglasses. Right. And, and for people who couldn't afford eyeglasses, kids, adults, whoever needed eyeglasses, that that's what they would do. They... They would do all these fun social events and and uh, auctions and rallies and you know all kinds of things and raise money for people who really needed a helping hand. And so you know it's exciting to see your dream kind of emerge out of this charitable kind of environment. I know Aaron McGann is here as well, and uh, and and we'll hopefully get him to come over and tell us part of his story. Um, but. Uh, this is something that makes the Kenai Peninsula kind of a special place is that with a population as small as ours we we have such a diversity of interests and and people who are willing to actually do it for not a whole whole lot of financial uh, financial payback for that yeah there's absolutely no financial gain in what we're doing it's it's just for the love and the passion of the sport yeah uh, so it's I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's, it's brand new. I've heard nothing but great things from the community since we introduced it. Uh, start well, officially introduced it last October is when we we became the Kenai Peninsula Racing Lions Rally Division. Now my brain is just spinning off of so, so this is sort of like the uh, the 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 ADHD part of me. You know the, the the squirrel. You know look over there. Do you remember the arcade game when we were kids called Spy Hunter? Yes, I do. <laughs> 
When can we expect to see that? Let it, let's have a fusion of rally cross with large guns. Or oil slicks, at least. I mean, can, can we can we throw down an oil? Well, that's not environmentally friendly. What, 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 what can we... Hey, the last gal that was on here, Larissa, she was talking about all the benefits of hemp seed oil. Maybe we could have a hemp seed oil slick. Right, yeah. Right? I, don't, I don't know if that would work or not, but <laughs> hey, why not give it a try? Well, thanks for coming over. Thank you for the stickers. They will go on our masthead. Uh, as you can see, there's a lot of stickers on this. We encourage you to come out this weekend to the uh, Peninsula uh, Realtors Sports Rec and Trade Show and uh, check out all the great vendors. Check out the cars. we got a whole line of cars right here in front of the shop. Grab a coffee while you're here, and if you're brave and want to say something about conservatism, uh, come have a seat in one of our hot seats. We'd love to have you on. We'll be here today. Saturday and Sunday uh, up until 5 I believe on Sunday is when things start to shut down lots to do with the kids there's fish outside there's all kinds of food vendors and uh, lots of things to buy and a lot of uh, politicians to squeeze so uh, it's actually uh, there's a lot of politicians here it's uh, almost like uh, we need sort of like one of those heartworm and tick uh, collars that you put on the dogs you know it's <laughs> something to keep them away right <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, though, people get involved, and thank you for stopping by. Uh, and I'm going to come over and look at your car here. I'm going to take a break. So uh, stay tuned in. Listen to the rest of the show. This is going to be a long um, a, a long podcast. I'm going to publish every night, so you'll get to hear the previous day's uh, uh, show of the show. And uh, hopefully we'll see you before it's all said and done. Okay, and welcome back to the Ammo Can Coffee uh, Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. We are just uh, buttoning things up for the day here on the first first opening night of the uh, Sports Rack and Trade Show in Soldatna. And we're going to close out things tonight with uh, Nick Begich. Uh, Nick is a candidate for uh, the seat of Alaska's single congressman. And uh, Nick was the campaign what manager for the co-chair co-chair for the late Don Young in his last run and uh, Don bounced through the uh, shop and I'm pretty sure Don gave me COVID because we got COVID on the same day oh uh, he announced and I was sick and I'm gonna blame it on him because he was the one traveling not me but uh, anyway, um, we wanted to give uh, Nick an opportunity to kind of talk about uh, the field and uh, what he's facing. I mean, it's almost kind of like uh, entering a NASCAR race. You know, there's a lot of cars on the track. There, a lot. there were just a couple of cars on the track, and now we've got uh, 48 cars on the track. And we've got a lot of drivers we haven't heard of before. And uh, a lot of folks hoping to come out of retirement and uh, be relevant again. But, uh, you know, I think that Alaskans had an opportunity and have had an opportunity to really uh, get to know me. I've been working hard, been all over the state for the last six months. And I uh, got in the race five months before Don passed away. And, you know, uh, I, had, I had worked on his campaign in 2020, as you mentioned. But there were a lot of uh, sort of distinctions policy-wise between uh, myself and the late congressman. We talked a lot about it throughout the campaign. One of those was uh, the PRO Act, and uh, Don was one of five Republicans who voted for the PRO Act. It's a big labor bill. basically takes the uh, worst parts of California labor law and tries to cut it against those. 
infrastructure. Awesome. No, terrible. Said no one ever, no one except ever. for the union boss. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, it was it was sort of a big labor giveaway from from Biden and his administration, and you know, I, my view, we, we shouldn't as Republicans be enabling the Biden administration. I mean, I don't think that's a very controversial thing to say, but you know, up here lately, you know, you've seen a lot of votes, like the infrastructure bill, for example. You know. Uh, there were only 13 Republicans in the House that voted for that bill. It started out as a set of Green New Deal priorities on the Senate side. And uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, that our delegation was a big part of getting that thing through uh, Congress and the law. Again, $10,000. I got, I, got, I got one thing to say you bet. about that. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Seriously, oh, Seriously. Or, 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 you know, I love this new equipment. Uh, I have a co-host. Her name is Loretta Eaton. She's not here, but she will be tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sad that you're not going to be able to meet her because she has a really great dry Canadian sense of humor. But, but this is my this is my second favorite. Give me a break. You know, so <laughs> this is great. This anyway, is yeah, yeah, it, it's awesome. But uh, so you got a you got a broad field. You got some uh, pretty significant issues. Um, you know, uh, now I would be dishonest if I didn't address the big question that's been on lots of conservatives' minds. You know, can a baggage not be a Democrat? It can. You know, one of the great things about being an American is you can be who you want to be. So tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about the backstory of Nick Baggage. Well, so you know, I am from Alaska, as most people would correctly guess. But my parents split up when I was young, and uh, I was about seven or eight years old, and I ended up leaving the state of Alaska and ended up with my grandparents on my mom's side. And you know, uh, they are dyed in the wool Bible Belt Republicans from Southeast Missouri, and so I was raised conservative, raised in the church, K through 12 Christian school. Ended up going to Baylor for a business degree, and I come from the private side. You know, uh, a lot of folks, you know, they sort of move up the, the ranks as politicians. Most of them decide they want to be career politicians. And I hear a lot of a lot of, of my conservative friends, and this is my view too, you know, I think we got too many uh, career politicians in D.C. and staffing various levels of government, and we need more people to come in from the private side and inject that perspective. And I think Alaska would benefit. We talk a lot in this state about opening up the state for development. And if we're going to do that, if we're going to finally do that, we've got to have someone there who's been working on the private side, in my view, uh, who can bring in that perspective and make sure that we have a business-friendly climate and a resource-friendly climate in the state of Alaska. Look, we've got to be able to make an effective business case for the state of Alaska and D.C., and we just haven't done that. We've become the second most federally dependent state in the nation over the last 50 years, and it comes from a strategy that I call the strategy of appeasement, where our leadership gives away a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more of our resources in exchange for that federal support. And it has handcuffed this state, and it has taken away the entrepreneurial potential and spirit of our people as a result. Well, I know that uh, with all of the uh, Dr. Fauci, you know, uh, insanity that's gone on across the country, we were one of those businesses that suffered from this uh, federal overreach and uh, the tyranny of the, the administrative uh, uh, executive branch uh, just basically ruling by 
I don't know, by, by edict and completely bypassing Congress. Right. And so when I know you have to run, uh, when you are elected, you see, see what I did right there? <laughs> so when you're elected, um, uh, what can we expect um, from your office when the next uh, president, because I don't believe this one's going to be around much longer, um, I have family members that died from Alzheimer's and uh, you can kind of look at uh, the, our current president and see some markers that are kind of concerning and um, when the next president or if, he, if Joe's still there uh, tries to do this again because I think they've tasted some power and they liked it right. and uh, what, what is your, what are, what are you going to do to fight back well, against that? You know, it's interesting that you bring this up, but this is another area of contrast between me and our late congressman and I was talking about it during our campaign. You know, I've been opposed from the beginning to these vaccine mandates. I think it is absolutely wrong for anyone, uh, whether they're a government employee or on the private side, to wonder whether or not they're going to get to keep their job or be able to get a job based on their own personal decision around this vaccine or any vaccine. And so that was a big concern of mine. And, uh, you know, Don actually had a vaccine mandate in his office and actually fired someone who chose not to get vaccinated. And this is I'm shaking my head for those of you who aren't in the, in the uh, studio here. Yeah, this is something we talked about. You know, we had the information, um, and we, we were uh, talking about that vigorously throughout the campaign. You've got to push back. You've got to stand up for the Constitution and constitutional rights in this nation. And, uh, you know, the, the Constitution is a big misnomer among the left. They think that the government grants us our rights. That's just not true. We have the rights, and the Constitution is there to make sure that our rights are protected from the government. It is not a document that grants you your rights. And I think that when we lose sight of that, we've lost sight of the whole big picture. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time, Nick, and uh, you're always welcome in the shop, and we'd love to have you back on the podcast. We are able to do that now over the phone, so you don't even have to be present. So as you uh, march down the campaign trail and uh, you come across uh, maybe some issues that are important to Alaskans, if you'd like to call in, weigh in, you know, I know that uh, you've got a great chief of staff or campaign uh, helper here, um, and, uh, you know, give us a call, reach out. We'd love to love to promote conservatism wherever it uh, originates from let people uh hear what you have to say and then make up their own mind so thank you for having me jason i I love it every time i come down here and i jump into the shop love what you're doing over there thank you for staying open thank you for being a beacon of freedom down here on the peninsula well we, we really appreciate that Happy trails. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. This is our last interview for tonight. I'll go ahead and publish. We hope to see you here in the Sports Center Saturday and Sunday. Come support all your local business owners and the vendors here. It's a great festive environment. There's lots of politicians to shake hands with or avoid. And um, uh, if nothing else, come get some refreshment at the Ammo Can Coffee uh, uh, kiosk here. And, um, you know, it's officially summer. I am declaring it now. I went outside. It was like 60 degrees. That smelled like summer. Um, nobody, well, I did see one camouflage gentleman walking around with a mask earlier today, but pretty much everybody, you know, has moved on. So we're going to move on down the trail tonight. Have a good night, everybody, and we'll see you bright and early tomorrow, Saturday morning.